The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. You know what's not great? The room. Minute fourteen of the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good end. Uh, you mean minute fourteen in which Lisa wants Mark? I just want to yell <laughs> at everyone in this minute so bad. Ugh. If we go on any longer, we'll all have forgotten what the room is. Yeah, Tierney, would you like to <laughs> would you like to tell the listeners what happens in minute fourteen? Sure. Minute fourteen starts with a line that should have been flagged as making no sense by anyone involved in production. Mark gives terrible life events. Uh, I think about the movie Who Frames Roger Rabbit, and then it ends with me wondering if we're about to watch a porno. But since Luke <laughs> is on this show, I'm guessing not. <laughs> so yeah, no. I, get, tell tell the people what really happens. Although, as he's saying this, listeners, did I lie about any of that? <laughs> no. In all fairness, every line of dialogue, you get the, you get the sense that you're. <laughs> no, but so her line is, "I want to do what I want to do, and that's it." And then, literally, what do you think? I the president says, "What do you think I should do?" <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's it. What do you think I should do? Have you, have any she of you wants seen advice. His... Doesn't mean she has to follow it. Have any of you seen his show, was it Neighbors or The Neighbors? That he I've did? seen The like, Neighbors, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know if I watched every episode. Yeah, I watched like the first two. Hard to watch. And, oh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> I feel like he's, he must be like parodying himself at some point, right? <laughs> You'd hope that. <laughs> Not at the time he made The Neighbors. I think with his new Shark movie, he probably will be. Because he's embraced that funny Tommy sort of persona. But the neighbors came right off after this. The original title, I believe, for one of the, one draft of the script of this was The Neighbors. Okay. Well, I believe, uh, Philip Haldeman says that, that when he auditioned for, to play Denny, the thing was listed as The Neighbors. Why is it called The Room? Well. Because there are rooms. But, well. In terms of the original thing, it was written as a play, and I suppose would have had a single set, mm. which is just this one room. And so it's this room where everyone comes in and out, and so it's a fairly unique, isolated title. It's like, this is the place where everything happens. One comes together, in and out of each other's lives. Okay. I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. So it's, it's trying for meaning, but then that meaning gets lost once it gets translated into a film, which takes place outside and upstairs and on the roof. Yeah, that, the, the roof is like the most obvious green screen since Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Which is especially funny because they had access to an actual rooftop in San Francisco and just didn't use it. They filmed. They would have had to digitally remove all the, uh, dishes. Just like Sala's house. <laughs> well, the, the the shots that are green screened in of the skyline <laughs> on the roof were filmed. Tierney's making references and no one's getting. It's funny. Um, were filmed from Tommy's building's roof 
in San Francisco. So like they could have just filmed on that roof and had the actual scenes with that in the background, but he didn't want to because this is Hollywood. Also, what's with the ADR in this film? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not what's with the ADR, it's what's with the on-set audio that sucked. <laughs> Because it, mm. it feels like you're watching a foreign film that just happens to near oh, enough it's, it's perfectly sync up with their mouth. It's a very foreign <laughs> film. <laughs> That's true. He may say he's from New Orleans, but he's a foreigner. At least with Kielowski, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's it. What do you think I should do? Uh, it's awful. And, and, and <laughs> keep in mind what I said on Monday. He closes his eyes when he says okay. And then I have uh, in my notes, you don't love her with an exclamation point. <laughs> Did all of you prepare notes? Am I just extremely unprepared? Is this what's? I prepare notes for everything. Okay. I had I... to do a guest, a guest spot yeah. with like four hours notice and yeah. I had three pages of notes. I get obsessed. Oh yeah. You sent, you sent me photos when you were going to do nativity, didn't you? And yeah. You yeah. yeah. Like I, I just know what happens in the film, like when I'm doing a full film, but. Yeah. To move by minute for some reason, I don't. If it's any consolation, oh. Luke, uh, my notes are watch the minute, then watch it again taking notes, and it, try and get it all on one piece of paper so you're not making noise doing this the whole time. <laughs> the one thing I don't do for the room is I don't necessarily mark what second things happen. Mm. In other shows, I will go second by second and know Ooh, exactly okay. what happens. <laughs> Because timing, like when I was doing Halloween, timing matters as to how long certain shots are. In this movie, it's like everything lingers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> By the way, I'm only like seeing inkings of it on Facebook. What exactly, this might be a really stupid question. How long did you go on with that Groundhog Day thing? Uh, I did one year every day. I did one year every day. Then I lingered. Um, I did lots of other movies. Like it was a movie a day. But I came back to Groundhog Day once a month for three years. Oof. Did you have to, Robert? Did you have to let it linger? I did. <laughs> <laughs> now I insert the audio of that song now. Thank you. I, I feel very seen by you getting my references, by the way. <laughs> Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Are you, are you tired of that film now? Am I tired of Groundhog Day? No. Yeah. No. I watched it on Groundhog Day this this year, February, even though I haven't done the blog since last year. Yeah, I still I still will watch it occasionally. I it that format or movies by minute format will make it so you get tired of a movie though. I've been trying to get my daughter to watch Dave Made a Maze, which I produced that show, Movies by Minute, and she won't, even though she was the voice of like the intro and outro for it for me. Don't ah. want watch the movie. And then I was like, I kind of want to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in months because I just kind of put it away. Mm-hmm. Like, show was done, I'm done. You can kind of get a movie out of your system by doing by obsessing enough. I'm so nervous because my next Movies by Minute is one of my favorite movies. And I'm just like, oh, don't ruin it. Oh, don't ruin it. Oh, please, don't let me learn something that, like, I can never watch this again. Wait, which one? <laughs> Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, after, after Master Kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe vs. Volcano is a lovely film. I wrote about that in my book. Mash is already ruined in the best way. <laughs> I I watched Joe vs. Volcano when I did a month of bad movies for my blog, oh. and then because I hadn't watched it since like it came out, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, this movie's not bad. This movie's amazing. I like, I love that movie now. Okay. I don't know where we are. 
We're uh, <laughs> we're seeing a trolley car, so I'm gonna start singing "Smile, Darn Ya, Smile" like they do in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Which is my go-to trolley car reference for all time now. Yeah, Lisa and Mark's conversation ends not as interestingly as it began. But contrast the way they car. hang up. He yeah. does not love her. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. See ya. Yeah. Very romantic. Yeah. Uh, we're on the cable car here, in case anyone cares about San Francisco, mm. is on California Street. We're looking east. Uh, the building in the background is the Hotel Fairmont at the corner of Mason in California. This is the same block where in the opening shot with Johnny was riding the cable car in the opposite direction in minute three. Do people mm. ride those as like a regular mode of transportation or is it more of a tourist thing? Mostly it's a tourist thing. We talked about okay. that with, uh, we had a guest for minute one who lives in San Francisco or lived in San Francisco and it's mostly tourists. Mm. Locals may use it. I mean, it, they're, if you work and live near that one of those, was it three streets? They're probably very useful. Okay. Cause I noticed Greg, Sistero, it said he is a San Francisco guy. So it's like, oh, I wonder if, like, if anyone actually, but it, it seems like such a movie thing now. Well, yeah. It also depends on where you live around the city, uh, where you need to go. Like, LA has really nice train system building up in recent years. I've used them twice because I grew up before them. Like, when Speed came out and they go to the subway, I'm like, no one goes on the subway. That's not a thing. They were still building that. It's not real. And <laughs> now people go on that all the time. Now, before we get to the Mark arriving at the room, you sh it should be noted the timing of the scene is different in the script. Ah. In the script, before Mark comes over, we get Billy slash Denny coming by for the uh, Can I Kiss You scene, hmm. which is minutes 22 and 23. Followed by Johnny coming home upset about his promotion. And so the whole drinking thing happens now. Mm. And so Lisa doesn't actually cheat on Johnny until after he got drunk and supposedly hit her. That changes everything. Yeah. Sorry, is this the, so is this the first time that Lisa and Mark have... Yeah. You yeah, think okay. that, well, but there's a lot of mixed signals. You won't know till next here. minute. <laughs> For a guy who uh, thought his backstory was as an undercover detective on a stakeout, he's not very observant. But that's mostly next minute. We'll get there. We'll get there. My my problem and the reason I reacted so much when you said different timing was because it took me until about halfway through the scene to realize that that trolley was telling us it's the next day at noon. Yeah. They really should have done, they should have dressed her differently to distinguish it. That's what the trolley was telling us? Okay. Yeah, this is the next day at noon, even though she looks exactly the same. And the lighting is the same and everything. Well, she did change her outfit, didn't she? Yes, but she changed from a black slip under a black robe, at least that's what it looked like, into a black tubeless dress under a black cardigan. I mean, it looks exactly the same. Is there any issue in films with them just putting up a card saying the next day? Like, because that... <laughs> if, if there is, then I've made a mistake with the two films I've made. But I'm I think just... in a short film, which you do right, that's that's fine. No one really does that in big movies anymore, unless uh, maybe in a comedy you might get away with that sort of thing. Now. But otherwise, it's like years later that you put yeah. a, a tagline. I suppose so. And those things bug me, actually, because I'm like, if we can't figure that out mm. from context clues, you probably didn't do your job. Not you, because short films, like, you need that yeah. quick shorthand. 
for that kind of thing. Movie like this, yeah, he said, I'm going to come over at noon, cable car transition scene, it must be noon. Yeah, and she's touching him immediately, which made me think they had already, I thought that's what she was saying when she said, you owe me one. It's like something already happened and I didn't rat you out to Johnny, so you owe me one. Yeah, but, but no. Yeah, but I no, just, it's only been 15 I, I thought minutes. There been, <laughs> I thought there must have been some previous hanky-panky. This is how yeah. this movie is. There's all of this backstory. They've probably been flirting with each other for all of these five or seven years that she's been with Johnny. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, maybe. But Has Tommy just got like this, Tommy Wiseau just got like this Quentin Tarantino-type list of just everything that supposedly we should know happens to these characters. <laughs> I don't think so. I think but that would be helpful. I, I think in writing the script, <laughs> he forgot what happened in this minute when he got to the next minute. And so it's like, yeah, you owe me. And he didn't have to worry about what he owed you. Although in the script, yeah, he owed, yeah, he owed her because Robert Altman in the film mash decided to reorder some scenes, but it now means that dialogue that happens in one scene doesn't make any sense whatsoever because yeah. the timeline's off <laughs> but yeah the timing here with the change in the edit mm. it seems like much worse of a person because she's cheating on johnny when he is about to get the promotion they're about to get married it's all been good she hasn't accused him of hitting her mm. but in the script yeah they already got drunk and if he did hit her it already happened and then mark comes over I don't think there's any issue with, like, shuffling scenes around if it's not noticeable. Like, sometimes it flows better, but... (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it flows better. Amusingly, Mark rings the doorbell. He might be the only one in the movie to do so. Hmm. Mark respects boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) You said that as I took a drink. Oh, Well, in this minute, yes, he respects boundaries as far as we know. If we had just this minute as context, then we're good. And Lisa is clearly the predator here because she sits him in a chair with his back to the door, which is a vulnerable position. Oh, it's going to get worse next minute. Just brace yourself. <laughs> so so I suppose we could appreciate the representation of the, the gender swap in the predator way, which is clearly something Wiseau deliberately um, put in. Well, yeah, even this editing change, it makes her seem worse Mm -hmm. and more of the predatory person, because that's how the movie is set up. Same reason, like, she calls her mom last minute a stupid bitch when her mom's being perfectly nice. Yeah, Lisa's the villain in this movie, because it's basically Mm -hmm. just Tommy remembering the woman that scorned him. That's our theory. I want to know, like, how much of this was... The editor's decision. Mm. Like, I was sort of being sarcastic, but then serious when I said it was clearly <laughs> Tommy's decision. But I suppose it could, but you never know with, like, the editors or... Wasn't there that guy who claimed that he directed The Room or something? Yeah, Sandy Shuclair. Although he had nothing to do with editing. He quit on the last day of filming because he did not... He refused to film the sex scene. So he wasn't involved in editing at all. Tommy was. I think Tommy probably had final say. Tom, all of Tom, mm-hmm. all of the money... That went into making this, the six million was all Tommy's. Yeah. I just, just to run a thing, I genuinely just love editing films. <laughs> I think it's like my, my, my favorite stage of filmmaking. I just wanted to put that out of there for some reason. Yeah. Sounds good. That's um, where everything happens. <laughs> any other notes on the content of this minute? Okay. 
I only have a few notes from a midnight screening. Notes from a midnight screening. When Lisa asks, can I see you tomorrow? Someone will scream no. This one, it happens several times in the movie, but when we cut to the cable car, the audience is supposed to say, meanwhile, in San Francisco. Because the movie, the apartment is all in L.A., but exteriors are all San Francisco because that's where it's at. And for some reason, people tend to obsess uh, when she sits him down. Someone will say, next to my Navajo sand painting. I don't know why anyone cares what's on the wall, because why can't she have a Navajo sand painting? Because it's there! It's well, right, right but, in your face while you're looking at But good! You know, they have face. decorations. I don't know why someone has to point it out. In the they have terrible decorations with no personality whatsoever, and it's really irking They're me. into <laughs> sand paintings and spoons, obviously. Did any of you, when sort of watching The Room, and obviously to cut ahead, you, you get towards, like, the latter part of the film, even though it's bad, sort of also be quite invested in the story, or is that just me? Well, yeah, that's why I think The Room is, like, the quote-unquote bad movie that a lot of people like, is because the plot works. Mm-hmm. It's nice guy, like, fiancé cheats on him with his best friend, he kills himself. That's a plot that you could find in many movies like that same sort of beats but then the pieces are put together so poorly here and there that it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> which i i mean i don't know um exactly but i i know that the film that i decided uh for, to discuss as a bad movie next episode yeah. like i feel like that's just a bad movie. yes <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that i watched it last night for the first time <laughs> yeah <sighs> I apologize. <laughs> We're still going to have to argue about what defines a bad yeah. movie, so we'll get there. So, Luke, if the listeners liked hearing you talk, or could they hear more of you? Um, they could listen to me at my podcast, Please Be Seated, uh, which is available on most podcast platforms. You can find us on Twitter, if you excuse the pun, at Please Be Tweeted. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Please Be Seated. And then I'm on YouTube, Bottle Productions, Twitter as myself, at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. Or you could email me at lallenfilm at outlook.com. Okay. And Tierney? Well, as we mentioned, I'm doing MASH Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast of the movie MASH. Uh, we still talk about the show tons, though. So if you're interested in that, that's a lot of fun. And I've completed Return to Oz Minute and The Never Ending Minute, which are two 80s quote-unquote kids movies. Are they kids' movies? You gotta listen to the podcast to find out. And I'm on Twitter at One Steel Sister. So it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Click, boom!